Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Chaotic Chic. So back in our first episode, we talked a little bit about hotels there and how they're like the backbone of Vegas, basically. So we wanted to devote this episode to basically diving a little bit more into the hotels that exist on the Las Vegas Strip. So the very first hotel we saw in Vegas was actually the Mirage. Yeah, so right as you enter the Mirage, you'll notice it's a very posh atmosphere. We noticed that there were a lot of, you know, lights, like fancy lights. The uh, decoration was very, very fancy and nice. And like, obviously coming from, you know, a college college background, we're like, okay, this is kind of fancy, you know? Um, but yeah, so like, right as you walk in, you you see this lobby, you have the whole hotel reception and that's where you would check in to get into your hotel if you have one but right after that area there's a really nice waterfall right right before the casino and Alexis and I we decided to take pictures at this area because there's a mini bridge and behind that's like that mini waterfall and so it's definitely a nice place to be like oh hey I was at the Mirage if you want to post it on social media or just for men's you know um so right after this mini bridge we came across our first hotel casino and it was crazy because you know the first casino we had seen was at the airport the las vegas airport so here it was really interesting to actually see it in a hotel it was so colorful there's so many machines everywhere honestly it's like a candy land for people above 21 (laughs) one thing to keep in mind though is you know if you're below 21 you can walk through the casinos but you must be accompanied by you know a, a an adult or a guardian who is 21 years or older and you're not able you're not allowed to actually stand near the slot machines or tables because uh hotel staff will come by and ask you how old you are and uh we have to shamelessly admit that um people did ask us how old we were um even though we are above 21 so Mm -hmm. yeah just because you are 21 above 21 or are 21 doesn't mean you're safe from those questions you know, another thing that's super cool is that a casino is open 24 hours and uh, we did not know this before we went to Vegas, but you know, Vegas trip is definitely a huge learning experience and you're going to observe that everyone is playing at any time of the day. The good thing is, is that you don't have to dress up to go to any casino. You can, you know, wear sweats or hoodie or be in a nightclub fit at 10 a.m. in the morning. People are literally playing for hours and hours and hours and you know, it doesn't matter what you wear. But we got used to it throughout the trip because each hotel does have its own casino. For the casinos, like those were honestly such a big part of our trip. We're honestly going to be dedicating a whole episode for that. So if you want to know more about casinos and like the rules and the games and the experience, we are so excited to talk to you about that. So just keep that in mind. As for the Mirage itself specifically, one thing that I so love about it is something they have called the Volcano Show. This is this little outdoor section. It's honestly pretty big and it has like this little faux lake and like all these little volcanoes and trees and everything. And I think it's like every day after seven or so you can go and it's completely free. So no budget related anything for this. You can just go, you can record it or just watch for fun. And they have all these little fire explosions and volcano-esque performances that are just like fully nature. There's no people or anything. 
but it was really fun to watch. I loved it. Obviously, I recorded it, posted it on my story, that sort of thing. I am sad to say, though, that it is going to be closing soon, that whole area, not the Mirage itself, but the Volcano Show area and that whole outdoor exhibit. They are closing it down. I think some other place bought it, and it's going to be gone really soon. And this is as of, like, early 2023. So if you're going to be going anytime close to that, I would definitely recommend that you see it while you can. Anytime later, it might be a little too late, sadly, but that is something that me and Isha were fortunate enough to be able to experience, and I'm honestly really grateful for that. It was super fun. Another thing. In the Mirage, like the other hotels, of course, they all have restaurants. We did get to experience a few of the restaurants in the Mirage, so I was going to talk about them a little bit, see if you guys like them. Uh, feel free to obviously go if you end up in Vegas. One of them was California Pizza Kitchen. You might have heard about it. Isha had gone to it before. Um, I actually hadn't even I heard have. of it. Yes. <laughs> I hadn't heard of it. So this was my first time. It was literally in the heart of the casino. Very convenient if you're playing games and want just a little snack uh, before your next casino playing or wherever you end up going. I honestly thought it was really good. It was a great first impression for me. Uh, the only thing was it was like right next to the doors like to the outdoors and it was kind of cold because <laughs> like the wind was blowing because they had the door open but the actual food itself was great I was loving it what was another one the other another like restaurant mm -hmm. yeah so we went to this really good restaurant called pantry I believe yeah it was pantry uh -huh. and it was it was more so American cuisine. Um, we were really hungry, like we hadn't eaten anything, mm -hmm. and we saw this place. And it honestly looked at first glance, it looked like a breakfast place. But when we got in, it was a breakfast served all day place, and it had yeah. really good brunch. But it also had you know lunch and dinner cuisine, so you can have anything there. Um, we did notice that there was amazing bartenders. We actually got a seat at the bar. We got super lucky because there was a huge line and mm -hmm. they asked us if we'd be willing to sit at the bar instead and just so you know you have to be above 21 to sit at a bar to eat um, right. even if you're not drinking um but yeah like we, we were just eating and then the the bartender you know came to us and talked to us and you know asked us if you know we were tourists and basically we noticed that a lot of people in Vegas are very talkative which is like which is really good because they're curious as to why you're in Vegas what are you doing and if you ask them you know what you what's the best thing to do in Vegas they'll really give you a thorough answer and they'll tell you their opinion like this is what you should do um so Alexis do you remember do you remember that guy the the, the bartender that came up oh to gosh. us okay that bartender first of all he was so cool. Like, I think me and Isha are also just, we both are really comfortable with talking to strangers, especially if we're sitting in a restaurant or something. And when you're at the bar, you're most likely to be talking to the bartenders because you're up close and personal right there. And it's just so fun to hear the stories of these people. And this one guy that was talking to us, um, we were asking him, he was also very sociable, asking us about our day as well and what we were like. And so we responded in kind. And we ended up learning about him that he used to actually be like a Cirque du Soleil performer, which is super cool. 
and he was really enthusiastic about this too like he was telling us all his stories in detail it was so fun to hear and he was even showing us pictures because one of the performances he did he was like it was on a pirate ship and he jumped from like the highest point of the ship of course it was like a stunt but he can do that because he's skilled like that and he like jumped from the top all these feet down into the water and did all these acrobatic moves and everything in the background of like some Johnny Depp performance or movie and he showed us like a picture of him and Johnny Depp and it was really cool and he um, was talking about like all his experiences and how he went from like being a Cirque du Soleil performer you know he got older now he's a bartender he's gone from place to place and that specific bartender was at Pantry which we mentioned a little not only did it seem like a breakfast place it did serve it but it serves breakfast like all day which was awesome and we definitely recommend the cheesy flatbread. It was ricotta cheese and spinach. It was so good, I honestly think. And we also went to this one other gelato place in the Mirage. Wait, I forget the name, but it was really good. <laughs> and it was really- It was really good, I have to say. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I've been um, to Italy like a couple times and I can- vouch that this gelato tasted authentic which was so nice because you know there's not really that many gelato places in the U.S. at least not if, if you're like not in a major city or something and obviously Vegas is a major city uh, which was great because in this case they had a really authentic gelato uh, did you do you remember which flavors you got I I definitely I remember I got the Italian cookie and I'm gonna be honest it was the best gelato ice cream whatever the hell it is like it was amazing any frozen dessert that's the best thing I've ever had and I I noticed that you know there was that store was in a bunch of hotels so it wasn't unique to the Mirage but it was just like the first time we saw it so we were starstruck by it um Alexis like did you get like didn't you get like black raspberry or something along those yeah, lines it was some sort of like a raspberry I'm a huge fan for raspberry chocolate anything so I think this was something along those lines I don't remember the exact name but I mean I don't think that there's that many variations of raspberry chocolate at this gelato place so if you see something along those lines that's probably the one I had it was so good so authentic the texture was creamy uh, it tasted like authentic raspberry and not some artificial raspberry flavor that we tend to make up over here but yeah it was a great and highly recommend if you end up going there and also while we're on the topic of food in general like in Vegas if you are on Las Vegas TikTok, you probably already know this. But for those that don't, I've been seeing him on my TikTok page recently. I don't know if you have, um, but have you heard of Keith Lee at all? I actually haven't. I haven't been seeing him. I am on Food Talk, but I actually I haven't come across him. But what is he all about? Yeah. Okay. So like, basically, he's been getting millions and millions of views and like for every post now. But it started out, apparently, he used to be like, um, a wrestler I think and he started doing TikTok as a way to make himself more comfortable talking to people even if it was just behind a camera so he lives in Las Vegas and basically he started doing reviews of different restaurants there specifically small businesses and now 
he's actually reviewed some restaurants that were just like really tiny i mean like food trucks run by one person sort of thing and his review because he gets so many views now uh, made it go viral overnight so as in these restaurant owners were like having people like this huge long line for hours and hours like ever since anyway i mentioned this just because i'm super jealous because if i had known about this before we went to vegas you can bet i would have dragged us to these super cool local hidden gems that are no longer hidden but uh I just keep seeing them on my For You page and I'm like, if you guys are going to Las Vegas, I just definitely recommend you check it out because he has done some really cool reviews and he's very authentic. He won't like give a place some high rating just because they were nice to them or nice to him. And uh, I'm just so jealous. So anyway, if you guys want to go to really cool food places in Vegas and you end up going there, I would just recommend you look on his TikTok page because he has some great stuff. I'm not even going there anytime like soon but I still watch his videos to the end because they're so entertaining and I have some of them saved for if slash when I head to Vegas again but anyway just a little aside <laughs> well you best bet that whenever we go which better be soon we're gonna oh, yeah. actually look at his Keith Lee's TikTok again guys it's Keith Lee k-e-i-t-h-l-e-e -E. uh I don't know his exact at but I think if you just search it then you'll be able to find him I just realized we've been on the Mirage for so long so <laughs> well I guess you know the Mirage definitely again was a big thing for us because it was our first hotel but mm -hmm. for both me and Alexis the next hotel that was really cutting it for us was Caesar's Palace yeah. and the first thing we have to mention before we go into anything else is Hell's Kitchen which is Gordon Ramsay's mm -hmm. restaurant um, so you know Alexis did a really nice thing for us and she had booked it I think two weeks in advance and right as we enter the house kitchen first of all I just want to like paint the picture even before entering house kitchen there's that you know devil sword thing that everyone takes a picture in front of and then you enter and there's this whole like hologram of Gordon Ramsay I walked in and I tripped up for a second but then I realized okay it's a hologram it's not actually Gordon Ramsay um, but that being said apparently Gordon Ramsay does come visit sometimes so you actually might see both the hologram and the real Gordon Gordon Ramsay so um although it is hard to predict when he's gonna come you might just get lucky you know but anyways so apart aside from the hologram we enter and we see these the pictures of the past winners or, uh, or the past winners of past seasons of Hell's Kitchen and then you know there's this like entire it's like a mini hallway before the purse the server kind of like seats you which is super nice and right as you get in you see there's so much nice like deck like the interior design is amazing and the lighting is great like most I would say in addition to the food, the dining experience is what really makes this worthwhile. But before we go into it, we just want to warn you that since it is Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, it is a little pricey. I believe for three courses, it's like $89. I didn't do the three course meal because I am vegetarian. Um, but, you know, I think for me, it was also like a good $60 for two things. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, so Alexis, I just want to ask you, since you, you know, tried 
one of Gordon Ramsay's signature dishes like how was your experience like was the meat juicy like did it did it live up to your expectations oh my gosh it was so good okay and like I'm not a huge watcher of shows actually scandalously enough so I haven't even really watched like that many episodes of any cooking show even though I do find it fun okay I just don't really watch shows that much so I haven't seen much of Hell's Kitchen or many shows in general so I didn't have some pre-existing expectation of the dishes however I had still heard good things from like the internet and other sources and for the three courses we were talking about earlier it's not just like three courses of any kind it's like a set course for each one and that's like the $89 deal and so what that included was the first appetizer of sorts I forget the exact name, but not like you really have a choice anyway when you're doing the three courses. It was the one with scallops, and I'd actually never had scallops before. They were done really artfully, majestically. They had, like, vegetables lightly decorated around with, like, you know when you see those cooking videos on Instagram or something, and they'll put, like, a dollop of sauce on the plate and then swipe their spoon majestically to create a little crescent? Like, they were doing that sort of thing. It was really nice. Like, the scallops were cooked perfectly, and the vegetables were just the perfect addition to the taste and that sort of thing. The one thing I will say is that the scallops were kind of cut, like, a little more narrow than I know they can be, just because knowing how thick scallops usually are, you can tell they definitely could have made it a little thicker. Maybe there's some chef reason for that. But nonetheless, it was really good. Uh, On to the second course of three was the beef wellington. Now, this is what a lot of uh, people usually end up talking about and one of Gordon Ramsay's signature dishes. He serves it at all of his restaurants, even the ones that like aren't Hell's Kitchen. He has some other variations. And this one's always there because it's such a staple to people. Like when my friend saw, because of course, you know, I had to post this on my story. My friend responded and said that um, (laughs) her dad, who liked me beforehand, um, was mad at me now (laughs) because he had always wanted to try this and I had the audacity to be trying it (laughs) like um, because he was just so excited. and He's a fan of House Kitchen, that sort of thing. But that was just funny to hear from her. As someone who tried it, I can definitely say Oh, it was so good. Like, I, at first, you know, you see the pictures online and, like, I was a little skeptical just because the amount kind of didn't seem that big. And it's, like, this small amount of meat and, like, some mashed potatoes and in an artsy way, of course, and some vegetables, that sort of thing. And that's, like, all. And you're, like, is that it? But the thing is, the food was so rich. Like, that beef wellington specifically the meat and like the crispy breaded crust on the outside and the mushroom puree on the inside was just so rich and fulfilling and like tasty at the same time I'm so dramatic but seriously I was savoring every bite it's just that at the end I was dying of being so full and I still forced myself to finish because I knew if I didn't I would um regret it forever (laughs) and then finally And this last course was one that I'm happy to have shared with Isha because 
again I was dying and also I would love for Isha to have had it and she did so <laughs> uh, what's the toffee dessert I guess what did you think of that because I honestly thought it was great dude you don't even need to ask me because <laughs> so I mean after I ate it I was literally like Alexis this is the best thing I've ever mm-hmm. had and the funny thing is is you know you see on the menu it's like toffee sticky cake or something toffee toffee pudding cake and I'm not really a fan of toffee nor have I actually like truly yeah. you know had a lot of toffee you know but I had it and I was like wow this was amazing it, it was like a toffee dessert warm cake very very rich uh, perfectly baked and it comes with a nice dollop of dolce de leche ice cream which wow. is chef's kiss honestly and I have to <laughs> say like hats off to Gordon Ramsay or whoever you know created that dish which is probably Gordon Ramsay but who knows uh they they all have like chefs at this point like other chefs so maybe right. he only did beef wellington but anyways that's besides the point like if you go there and if you're not getting the three courses then definitely get the toffee dessert even if you're yes. not doing a three course thing so I I guess like I'll talk about you know what I had and mm-hmm. as I've mentioned earlier I am vegetarian so I was a bit worried I was like okay this place is known for you know beef wellington and other things so I was like do they really have vegetarian stuff and honestly you know they're really prepared like the the waiter came to us and they're like uh do any of you have any food restrictions or anything like that and I'm like yeah I'm vegetarian and he's like okay perfect I'll get the vegetarian menu for you and so they have a baked mac and cheese as an appetizer, I believe. But, you know, it in, in the original menu, it has prosciutto in it. Obviously, you don't get it with prosciutto because you're a vegetarian, right? So then I wouldn't get it with prosciutto. So I got baked mac and cheese. And I was like, okay, maybe since this is an appetizer, maybe I won't be as full. So I also took a chance with the artichoke risotto. However, when I got both, I looked at them and I was like, okay, like this might be a little tough to finish. <laughs> but yes, it was correct. Like, I think I finished like half of the baked mac and cheese. And I, I was like, Alexis, you need to help me. Like, you need to finish this. And obviously Probably. we were not able to finish it because she <laughs> yeah. had an entire beef Wellington. So, and then the artichoke risotto, I think I was... I think I was more of a fan of the baked mac and cheese. Don't get me wrong. The artichoke risotto was very good, but I I feel like, you know, I was expecting a different flavor from it. Mm -hmm. But regardless, like it is up to anyone's taste. Like I've never had risotto. So it was my first time and the texture can be, you know, a little different if you hadn't, haven't tried it before. But regardless, like I had, you know, I would say like, a nine and a half out of 10 experience and then like the dessert as as I said earlier like capped off the entire experience and I was my jaw was on the floor after I had that dessert <laughs> I was like this cannot be that good I'm, I must be in heaven or something it was crazy so I completely agree with you because like Isha said I also am not a huge toffee fan or honestly dolce de leche but like this dessert just threw me for a loop because I was already full, and yet somehow that second dessert stomach came into play here. They were like, for this dessert, we're fine. We're good. And also, uh, the staff, like Isha was saying, the way that they just added that extra touch to this whole experience. Our waiter was so cool. He was so receptive. Great communicator. Very willing to take pictures, (laughs) thankfully, because we are picture takers. And we did ask him about... Gordon Ramsay and like did the little extra thing of oh like 
Is, is Gordon Ramsay around? <laughs> Why would we do that? Um, but it's fine. He was actually surprised us because he said he actually is literally coming tomorrow. And we were like, are you kidding? Like, we just missed him. But he was like, don't even worry about it. He goes through the VIP entrance anyways. He was coming to Las Vegas because he was helping plan some meals for some big show that they're going to have next year. So he was coming in advance for that. So we like wouldn't have seen him anyway. But it was still cool to know that this next day while we're in Vegas, Gordon Ramsay is also in Vegas, just casually in the restaurant where we were a day before. Uh, I will say about reserving, like Isha said, I reserved it about like two weeks or so in advance. But we were really lucky because reserving there can be super difficult. Honestly, if you're even going to Vegas like months from now, I would recommend you look up their reservations and try to grab what you can. The bigger the party you have, the harder it's going to be to get your reservation. And some different days have different deals. I think on weekends, they have like these cheaper deals for the courses. So like, obviously, that's going to be harder to get also just weekends in general. But like, if you want to go, or if you're even thinking about going, it's just so worth it to make that reservation. Uh, and if for some reason you can't find, like it's too close to your vacation time or there's just not the right amount of empty spots for your party, just keep checking because that's what we did. And we keep refreshing randomly and suddenly there's a spot open for two during a time that works for us. And it was perfect. We grabbed it right away. And like, that's all you have to do. And suddenly you have a reservation at Gordon Ramsay's and it's just the best thing ever. But highly recommend if you're even thinking about it or if you're a fan of the show, just go. You totally should go. It's so fun. Even for us who aren't huge like house kitchen show watchers, still totally worth it. And they did have like this kitchen in the restaurant. It's just like on the side, but it's basically a way for um, the people at the restaurant to see the chefs cooking your meals and oh, they're all so good and it's just so cool to watch so definitely go if you can yeah no so like actually you know the funny thing is I grew up watching Food Network and you know obviously Gordon Ramsay was someone who I watched and like Hell's Kitchen was something I watched so definitely it was kind of you know, it was a good, like, good experience, especially, like, for my childhood to see, like, to, to actually be in Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Another thing I did want to mention, like, you know, if you're not really a Gordon Ramsay fan, you know, there, Las Vegas has a restaurant for Giada de Laundry. So there's a restaurant, like, right next to Hell's Kitchen, and then there's a Bobby Flay restaurant, and I'm sure they have, I think, I believe, uh, there's a more, I forgot the name, I think he's Morimoto, but he, there's a restaurant for him. So there's a lot of restaurants that these huge chefs have built in Las Vegas, and this is literally the hub for Food Network chef restaurants but anyways since we are on the topic of food I wanted to go into another place that we tried and it's called the Dominican Ansel Bakery um, again this is in Caesar's Palace so one thing that I really liked about Dominican Ansel Bakery is that they had 
cookie shots and funny story is I've been to the Dominican Ansel Bakery in New York and that's when when I saw this on the website for Caesar's Palace I was like oh my god Alexis like you need to try this like we need to go and I was like I would love to have it again it's not like you go to New York or Vegas every day to get something called a cookie shot and so what is a cookie shot right it's a really really interesting concept they bake a cookie in the shape of a shot glass and in the shot they pour in some really decadent vanilla flavored milk there I'm sure it has like actual fresh vanilla being picked out from some garden from some obscure (laughs) place (laughs) but it was you know otherwise it was really good and you know you it's a free world you eat it any way you want but the way I did it was you know I took a you know quote-unquote shot and then I ate the warm cookie the milk is warm and it's an amazing experience it's like milk and cookies but elevated on a huge level you know Mm -hmm. and it's an amazing dessert and we actually the funny thing is we actually did this right after Gordon Ramsay's I know I know you're saying like didn't you guys say we were full but the thing is we were so packed and we wouldn't have time to go back to Caesar's Palace so we're like okay we'll just like try it and then we can pack it for later which we ended up doing I recommend going there with an empty stomach and trying it for what it is but yeah and as I said earlier you know if you're in New York if you're a listener and you live in New York then definitely check out the Dominican Ansel Bakery there other than that we looked at the array of desserts that they have and they are honestly eye candy they are beautiful desserts and it is really impressive with which those bakers decorated those um, desserts they have macaroons they have cheesecakes they have pastries they have honestly everything you need again just remember since this is Vegas like you're not going to get something for five bucks it might be 10 bucks 15 bucks but anyways it's worth it if you're on vacation for sure um but yeah that was really all the food we tried in Caesar's Palace um so now let's go into some of those the things that we really liked and we took pictures with you know so when you go to Caesar's Palace the one of the you know staple things is the fountain of the gods and it's a central fountain basically at the heart of forum shops at Caesar's Palace the forum shops is like a kind of a mini strip within the hotel that has all these fancy shops and the again the fountain of the gods is right in the middle it's like a circle and it has statues of roman and greek gods it's really cool because the sky or like the ceiling is painted like a sky so it's like an outdoor shopping plaza it's like you're back in you know whatever bc (laughs) you're in like the roman times um and there's a fountain all but it's actually obviously indoors and there's like it's like a 24 7 evening vibe there I recommend taking pictures here it is definitely something worthwhile to put on social media I mean if you want to again but you know it's it's a great way to be like okay you look back into your memories like okay that's the fountain of the gods but you know Alexis when when you kind of saw the fountain of the gods and the surrounding area what was the thing that caught your eye the main thing okay so I'm not gonna lie when we went the song made you look by Kelly Clarkson was (laughs) on repeat in my head I kind of have this chaotic evil trait where I can play a song 
or hear a song on repeat for straight up weeks in a row I mean like not changing the song once and just be vibing the whole time like if someone tried to torch me with that way no offense but it's just not gonna work anyway that song happened to be the one that was on repeat in my head right and as Isha was saying like the fountain of the gods is this big statue of sorts in the middle of the little shopping area and there's all these like naked traditional statues and then yet around it there's these shops and some of them were luxury brands like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and if you know her line I'm not going to make your ears bleed with my singing but she basically has the line of like oh like I could have my Gucci on I could have my Louis Vuitton but even with nothing on like I made you look and it was just the perfect scenery anyway that's what I was thinking when we were there but again like that cool ceiling painted like a sky thing I don't know why more places don't do that because it was really cool I just like the illusion of outdoors when you're inside without like the bugs and the cold weather but another thing that was in Caesar's Palace that of course we simply have to mention is Omnia which is a nightclub that we went to there if you saw our previous episode we talked more in depth about our experience here And it was such a good one. I dare say this is one of, if not our favorite nightclub that we went to in Vegas. It was so fun, but I won't rehash it for those of you that have already heard it on our previous episode. Go check it out if you want to know more. If you are interested in hearing more about our nightclub experiences that aren't released on our podcast, feel free to check it out. On our Patreon, we have some exclusive stories on there, and we would love for you to hear about them. So, yeah, go check it out. (laughs) But I think that just about wraps it up for Caesar's Palace. No, I think that's that was really it. And I honestly, like, Caesar's Palace has a ton of stuff like all the hotels do. But, you know, we still have much to, um, you know, check out these hotels. Mm-hmm. One thing I really want to move into is the Cosmopolitan. Oh, yeah. It was definitely one of the most beautiful interior designs I've seen. It had the best atmosphere chandeliers everywhere the lighting was simply spot on the bars were located at the perfect location there was this when you enter there's this holographic library that changes to different pictures and everything and videos right do you remember that it was crazy it was kind of trippy to be honest um but it was amazing like I I think that you know if I were to stay in a Vegas hotel again it would be definitely the cosmopolitan and I remember a certain instance where we a worker came up to us and he's like, oh, you know, here's a casino card. We were, you know, sitting near the casinos and we'll talk more about this in our next episode, which is about casino exclusive tips. But we, w- we just thought it was super cool that there's like a specific card and I still actually have it because it's like a little keepsake that I have from Cosmopolitan and I also get emails because you have to register with, with your email. So like that's another thing that we will talk about. So stay tuned. So, mm-hmm. you know. Now that, you know, we kind of covered the Cosmopolitan, Alexis, what did you, what was the hotel that you thought was like really pretty? Like, is there a specific hotel that you liked more than the Cosmopolitan or was similar? What do you think? 
yeah so another place in terms of hotels that I would consider beautiful is of course the Bellagio uh, and this is just because there are so many things there that were beautiful I don't even know where to start okay I do <laughs> um, one of the things that they have in there is when you enter in the lobby I mean to keep in mind all of these hotels we're talking about they have multiple entrances and exits because they are ginormous and that it would just be nonsensical to only have one entrance to this crazy huge building however I'm talking about like the main lobby when you enter the Bellagio for example and this one in this hotel had this ceiling that was full of these gorgeous flowers possibly made of glass all these different colors it was giving Murano glass sort of vibes and it was definitely some gorgeous piece of art from like some artist that I admire despite not knowing their name <laughs> but that's not the only thing one other thing that I found really beautiful about the Bellagio was their botanical garden their conservatory that they have there once again this is another thing that is completely free you can just waltz on in to the Bellagio and walk through this at no cost and it is just an entire room if you can even call it that with how large it was of art art everywhere like you just are walking through art left and right plants arranged in an artistic way literal works of art made from plants like I know that they changed this probably seasonally potentially more but it was such a nice thing to go and walk through even if it didn't actually take that long of course you can take however long you want there's no limit there's no one watching how long you spend in there so you really can spend as much time as you want but I will say one thing that kind of surprised the two of us was just that it was a little smaller than I expected not that it was small per se but I had been doing my research before going to Vegas and a lot of people were saying oh like the conservatory in the Bellagio is one of the free places you should go to and I for some reason expected it to be bigger it was still good and had like all sorts of things to look at but it really didn't take us longer than like 15 minutes and we weren't trying to rush through it or anything of course you might find more things to study and look through but if you don't just like don't worry about it or if you're in a rush you still have time to go through the entire thing it's literally like a walk in a u-shape <laughs> Yeah, I remember that I I was so taken aback by the fact that it was kind of small. Not gonna lie. Again, yeah. nothing against it. It's just like, you know, when you think of a conservatory, like I guess like the word conserv conservatory in my head had like a way larger implication than it actually was. But, you know, that being said, it is a really, really pretty consolidated place. And it's good because, you know, if you're just to check out you know the hotels and you don't have that much time definitely you have you have enough time to go to the conservatory it really won't take that long you can click a few pictures and you can go along your way you know mm -hmm. and I guess like in addition to the conservatory and botanical gardens one thing I wanted to mention is this amazing fountain show that the Bellagio hosts and actually it's not in the Bellagio it's outside there's like kind of like a body of water right next to the Bellagio and they these shows are like only five minutes long but they have these fountains that sort of quote-unquote dance to different tones right so there'll be a song that's playing and if it's like you know a really 
fancy or sad song like the fountains will move in a certain way and it's definitely worthwhile because again like you can pass by this on this trip and you can see this multiple times to different songs the one we heard was my heart will go on from titanic which was actually really good because you know we knew that song and it's crazy to see like how the fountains move so definitely a you know spot to visit and something to see yeah i honestly would go back over and over just to watch it i know that sounds kind of dramatic but they really do a good job of matching i don't know like the water in tune with whatever song they choose to play and if you're wondering like when they do this it starts i think at 3 p.m and goes all the way until just about midnight and like 3 to 7 p.m they do it every half hour and then after that until midnight is every 15 minutes so if you're literally just walking by, you can just watch the entire show in five minutes. And if you miss it, it's fine. You There's another one in 15 minutes. <laughs> like, it's super easy to see this. And it's kind of a classic. Like, based off all the stuff I was looking at and our own experience, it kind of felt like a rite of passage in a way to just, like, watch the Fountain Show. It's just always there. Pretty much everyone who's gone to Vegas has seen it. And for good reason, too. I will say... Another thing that was in the Bellagio was a Cirque du Soleil show. And there are obviously multiple Cirque du Soleil shows like in Vegas. But the reason that we mentioned this one in particular is because this is the one that we went to. So this one is called The O. And at least that's the one that's currently playing as of our experience. It was super cool. And it was the most popular show at the time. We were asking around and other locals were confirming this as well. Like we would say, oh, like, what do you recommend we do during our week in Vegas? And they'd say, oh, you should watch like the Cirque du Soleil, the O like show. And we said, okay, which was great because thankfully we had already gotten tickets. (laughs) It was just nice to hear it confirmed that that's a really good one to go to. And once we went, I would say that I can confirm that (laughs) because I've seen a couple Cirque du Soleil shows like in the past and they all have different themes and different performances. This one was so unique because it wasn't just a Cirque du Soleil show with all the acrobatics and the unique talent that you find at these shows, but it also had water. <laughs> and I don't mean like a random water bottle or something. I mean the stage literally turned into a pool that was deep enough that they could dive from the very top of the tall stage area. And as someone who uh, was in theater in her high school days, like I really admire the work and effort that has obviously gone into this because the performers have to swim and dive and perform underwater for their audience and then get off the stage and, I don't know, really quickly change into costume from their sopping wet clothing to whatever their next performance is and also the depth of the stage floor would increase and decrease at a honestly almost alarming rate with how fast it was like first it would just be a dry floor and then within seconds it must have been deep enough I don't know maybe 15 feet or something deep enough that someone could dive from like the top of the stage and I was thinking I was talking about this with Isha at the time like It must take a lot of bravery, honestly, for the performers themselves to trust in the floor, like, 
being deep enough that they can dive because that floor can be ground zero in seconds. So they have to trust in the technology that that ground is going to disappear and the water is going to appear in the few seconds it takes for them to jump from like climbing up there. Honestly, so much respect. And that was one thing that made it unique, but the performance in itself was just gorgeous, lovely, would do again. Vegas is known for their shows and this is one of them. You should totally go if you want, if you can. Let's see. I think that's it for Caesar's Palace as far as our experience. I know that there's so much we can do there and plenty of places we didn't go to, but we weren't there for that long. Um, Did you have anything else to add in relation to that? No, honestly, like, again, I agree with everything. Like, the show was electric. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, But another hotel that I really wanted to talk about was the Venetian. It was actually where we had dinner our first night in Vegas. And there was this restaurant called Barra Osteria. It's an Italian restaurant. And um, both Alexis and I love Italian. And we decided to order pesto gnocchi and cacio e pepe excuse my pronunciation um to all my italian listeners but it was amazing it was creamy it was great we highly recommend it was definitely fresh high quality food and unfortunately we didn't visit any other restaurants because we didn't have that much time but there are indoor and outdoor gondola rides at the venation the catches you need to pay i think somewhere in between 30 and 40 dollars to participate on those gondola rides but they look super fun you're going to be on a body of water and it's definitely something to do if you're going with your family or alone it doesn't matter but if you have kids or siblings um they would have a lot lot of fun on this mm-hmm. and aside from the venation honestly the last hotel that we were able to dabble a bit of our time in was the win and the wind has a gorgeous merry-go-round full of flowers and the lights were really pretty and nice the ambiance is very i would say chic for lack of a better word <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> and in addition to that we were able to go check out a nightclub there. Um, so it was really nice. Um, I believe it was Excess, the nightclub Excess in the Wynn. But other than that, we didn't really get to explore all that the Wynn has to offer. Because again, we were just there to kind of, you know, walk around the hotel and then go to the nightclub while we were waiting to get in. So Alexis, what did you, was there anything that you wanted to talk about regarding the Wynn? Yeah, so... Like Isha was saying, we honestly didn't spend too much time in the Wynn, which I'm kind of sad about just because I know that it's one of the newer hotels on the Strip, and I've heard a lot about it, but there was just so much we wanted to get done in the short amount of time we had, and we didn't really explore it to its full potential. So definitely something we'll do in the future, and if you all end up going there or have gone there and have any recommendations, feel free to let us know because we definitely plan on going back. I think, honestly, that's pretty much it for the hotels we went to. And honestly, I know there's a lot more on the Strip and we just didn't get to see them all. Again, the Strip is literally miles long and these hotels are huge, but there's still so much to cover and we would need a lot more time to get to see everything. Regardless, what we did see was so fun and so full of experiences and memories that I will cherish forever because it was such a good time. I think in terms of hotels, 
that's probably where we'd cut it off for now. Not to say that we didn't have a whole bunch of other experiences in Vegas, which we will be getting to in the next episode or two, if you are interested. But this is our hotel-related info for now. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or other platforms because we would love to know your thoughts, recommendations, questions, that sort of thing. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening, especially if you've gotten this far. And we are so excited to talk more about our experience next week. And before you go, remember to check out our Patreon. We're going to have exclusive content on our Patreon for members. And yeah, thank you so much for staying and listening. And again, as Alexis said, please reach out to us if you have any questions. Until next week, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. See ya.